0: of my beautiful book boss, the podcast, I am Cherise Antoinette, your host, and I just love doing these, okay? I am a homeschool mom of six children now. <laughs> this year will be nine years, and I'm on a business adventure. If you guys were with me back in, what, 2020? It's been three years, whoop, whoop, of the podcast, and so much has changed. And sitting across from me, this beautiful, beautiful woman, Um, we met a while ago. I can't remember which year, but we was in a homeschooling group, and I was just drawn to her. And let me tell you why. One of her daughters was three years old, and she had that baby girl reading. And I was just blown away. And from that moment, I said, I have got to be her friend. She has got to help me. <laughs> And um she has just started her own business. And she guess what is gonna help us as homeschool moms. So, Corinne, can you come on in and introduce
1: yourself to us? but well, first of all, thank you so much. Like I'm my cheeks are hurting from smiling from the compliments. <laughs> but um, my name is Corinne Johnson. I am a wife and mom, and I've been homeschooling, I guess, for it's nine years if you count just from the time I brought my daughter home. She, my children have always been home with me. So um, I guess that makes nine years of homeschooling, even before I knew that I was homeschooling. And yes, I just recently started my own business where I will be homeschool consulting and tutoring, as well as some virtual assisting.
0: Yay! I just want to touch on that part about homeschooling before homeschooling, because I had the same experience. Um, I read your comments when you said accidentally homeschooling. (laughs) Like I, this was never a path, right? When my daughter, my oldest, she was four years old. We put her in private school and we had to make some changes that year because we were having our second child. And so when I tried to put her in public school, they said, well, she has to repeat a grade. She'll go back to pre-K. And I said, no, she's reading and she knows everything. So I'm going to homeschool. And from that statement, I had no clue what I was talking about. (laughs) I just said, I'm going to do it. And that was it. And one thing led to the next. But before that moment in my life, she was always with me. Like you mentioned, I was in and out of jobs because it's hard trying to find a traditional job when you have a child. Um, And so we were reading, we were playing together, going to the library. I instilled that in her early on. So can you walk us through that, some of those earlier stages when you had one child and then two children? Like, what did it look like
1: before the actual homeschooling began? Well, I was like you. Originally, I didn't think that I was going to be a homeschool mom. I was one of the kids in school where you would hear about homeschoolers and it was like, oh, they're probably awkward or whatever the typical stuff people think. But when I've always known that I was going to be a stay-at-home mom at some point. I went to college. I wanted to be a teacher. But I kind of knew that, okay, when I had children, I would stay home until they were school age. And then I would try to get them to be at the same school I was teaching at. But um, I only taught second grade for one year. And then, you know, I had my oldest daughter. And so, just someone who loves learning and who just naturally liked to teach, I was doing that with her at home. And so, I'm just making sure that she's developmentally on point and I'm teaching her at home because I had no intentions of sending her to daycare or to preschool. But when it got to the point that I was thinking about school, I realized her birthday missed the cutoff point Um, in Georgia, where we were at the time. I think the cutoff point is sometime in September and she's born in October. All three of my girls are actually born in October. And so even though she was starting to read already and she pretty much knew everything she needed to know for kindergarten, she was going to have to wait another whole year where she would be about to turn six when she would start kindergarten. And so I was really thinking, well, what am I going to do? I can't just stop teaching her, but she might be bored by the time she can start kindergarten. And so then I just decided, well, I'll try homeschooling and we'll see what happens. Maybe once she starts to get older, then we might put her in school and see if she can skip a grade or something. But the more that I have homeschooled, I've seen that I just love having my children with me and they love to be with me. There's a lot of issues we don't have to worry about by them being at home. And then with each girl that came along, each one of my daughters, there were more reasons. My my second daughter, she is on the autism spectrum. And even though that comes with a lot of challenges, you know, I've been able to challenge her academically and meet all of her different needs where You know, she surprises me all the time where it's like, okay, this is a great level ahead of what you would be doing if you were in public school, even though she's on the spectrum. And then my youngest, she's we call her the whiz kid because she listens to everything her older sisters learn. And so it will be the same situation with her where if she was put into public school, she would be bored because she knows a lot of things already. She kind of learned letter sounds and things on her own. I didn't teach her, but she was... (laughs) He's dropping on her sister's lessons. And so after a while, she was putting sounds together. And I was like, OK, OK, so we have to start learning how to read. <laughs> so it just happened, you know, gradually where I realized that this was our lifestyle, that this is what was best for not just my girls, but our whole family. That is so beautiful. And we
0: hear, well, I can't homeschool because of this or I'm afraid to homeschool because of that. And to hear your full reason why is like, well, you didn't focus on the negative, but you said, I, that's the reason why I need to homeschool is because of this. It's because of that. I love that so much. And when I talk to other women, I want to encourage them in that, like, you kind of see the area that your children need help in, you would be like the perfect person to address some of those issues. And if you like need to get assistance, you can still say, you know what, this will be perfect for them because of this, that, and the other, like you are just, the mom, so you know more details than what a teacher, you know, can provide um, in a classroom setting. So thank you so much for sharing that with us. (laughs) I want to tell this story real quick. It's about you. I saw one of your posts and your baby girls had like um, a rug and they were hopscotching into their classroom with the uniforms on. And Corinne was like, I wake up so early because I had to teach, but then the girls are ready, so we just continue to school. I mean, you consistently blow my mind. Can you help us with, like, what are some main tips on how to organize your homeschool, how to organize that so you can have time for the business, time for them and the school? How do you got all of this going on together?
1: Well, I, I love lists. I'm the queen of lists. I calendars. I love all of those different things. So when I'm the most organized, because don't, don't get me wrong. Like there's, I have hot mess days too. We have a lot of hot mess days. They don't get posted as much as the pretty days or whatever, but I have hot mess days too. But the thing that keeps me on track is that I just have several different schedules or forms of ways of organizing our time. So I normally have um, just like one planner where I keep up with everything that's going on at one time. Uh, I love the happy planner. It costs, it costs a little bit more. I wish it didn't cost as much, but the happy planner, I love it because just the way that it's situated, it has um, just the big calendar for every month. And then it has for each week where it's laid out and you can map up everything for the week. And there's little squares for every day where you can organize things according to like, I will have a square that's just for, my tutoring classes that I do, another square that's for my chores, another square for homeschooling and other things that are going on. So I can kind of see in each category of my life, everything that has to happen on a particular day. And I can look across on other days and see, okay, on these other days, I don't have these things going on. So I have my planner for that. I have a big calendar up. This is my office or our family office. And so there's a family calendar where I put different events that can affect our family schedule as well as my husband's schedule. All those things are up there where we can see what's going on at all times. So we never plan anything on top of each other. Um, As far as my business, I have uh, on my computer, I have my Google calendar and it's synced up to where if someone books me for a class or if someone um, books me for a consultation or something, those things get blocked out because it's synced. Anything that I put on my calendar that I'm tutoring on this day, or we're going to have a family outing on this day, it automatically blocks out those times on my, um, on my, you can book me calendar that I use. So I try to keep my time well organized that way. And okay. At the time when the girls were hopscotching, this is another thing with keeping organized is staying flexible and changing when it's time to change because that situation doesn't work for us anymore (laughs) things have changed and so that's one thing i've learned is not to be too rigid once i realize that something doesn't work whether it's just our homeschool schedule itself whatever we're doing or just our family schedule i will change that thing around because i don't like for things to be anxious or disorganized i will switch it so at the time when the girls are all hopscotching it it was kind of funny because you said they had the uniforms the uniforms did not last. I did not have time for that with the (laughs) uniform. Like y'all are big enough to get up and get dressed. Just get up and put your clothes on. And that's it. We're not worrying about if your uniform is clean and all that. We're at home. We're just going (laughs) to relax. (laughs) So we don't do that anymore, but they do still have the little hopscotch rug. And I've even changed things around that the room that used to be their classroom, I realized that we do a lot more exploring now where we do things all throughout the house or we leave the house. So I, over time, I just noticed that we didn't need a designated classroom. We do have all of our, um, our school items kind of right off from the kitchen and we do homeschooling at the kitchen table now because there's just more space, there's brighter lighting and, you know, it doesn't restrict us to just a room, but, um, But yeah, even the schedule with getting up really early to teach those classes. At the time, I was doing a lot of ESL classes. And because my students were in China, there's a 12 hour difference. So I would get up really early in the morning to teach my students. So I haven't really been doing that. I've been focusing more on just tutoring students that are here in the States. So now I'm getting a little more sleep, which everyone benefits from. (laughs) So I just, you know, things change and I've been learning to just, go with the flow, go with the changes, and just to stay organized with everything. Keep all of those calendars and lists. Every day, there's a list of what I need to accomplish on that particular day, and I try my best to finish it. If I don't, then those things get moved on to the next day.
0: (laughs) That's so good, because it's a common theme, like, Sometimes if we're used to doing something, for example, Monday through Friday, I'm working, you know, from eight to five and then Saturday I have to go to the store and come back home and prep for the week. Sunday is church. These schedules, like you mentioned, rigid, that really don't change. It gives us the illusion that life is perfect and stays on a rigid schedule. And when you're at home, it does not go that way. (laughs) And if you don't know that you're not prepared, you will feel like everything is is just out of control and you're not going to be successful. But really, I think it comes a part of it in life. You just have to learn, like you said, learn the flow, learn what works. And then if it doesn't, switch it around. And it's a constant theme year after year. Even as the children age, things are going to change. Curriculum, don't get used to it. That's going to change. Like It's constantly changing. And sometimes I do think we can beat ourselves up when it's like, oh, it's not perfect. Well, don't cling to the perfection. But know that whatever you're setting out to accomplish, if you accomplish it, that it's accomplished. Check it off, you know, and just keep it moving. Keep it moving. Do you have any comments to that before I ask you another
1: question? I think I have um, I think it's taught me a lesson, too, because I do have the tendency to want to be perfect, have everything perfect all the time. And that's just not realistic in life. It's just not, no matter how much we try to be a little perfectionist, something's going to happen. And, you know, you can plan things to the T and things will still go differently because that's just how life works. And so I've been learning that I have to surrender a lot of this control that I want to have because, you know, I'm dealing with people in my life and the more that things are perfect, it seems the more that things go just the way that you wanted to, the lonelier that I am, I notice the only way that wow. things can go perfectly the way you want it to is if you're really the only person in the equation. And even then you let yourself down from time to time. But if you're dealing with other people who are not perfect or just other people, it's not even about being perfect or imperfect, but they're just different. Not, not everyone's going to do things just the way you want to, especially when it comes to your children, they're individuals, they're growing, they're developing, they're maturing. And so I've learned that I have to release some of this control that I want to have. And a lot of it is just putting faith in God. And there's some days where I'm not focused because like I said, I'm not perfect. (laughs) There are some days where I'm not focused. I'm just trying to make things happen, just make things happen. But then. I notice that no matter how hard I'm trying, it's not working and I'll get frustrated. And then finally, I'll just, you know, pray. It'll be like one of those frustrated prayers. I'm doing everything that I can. I'm staying here. I'm where I'm supposed to be. I know I'm supposed to be here. So why isn't it working? And then you realize like, you didn't ask me for help. You're just doing it on your own. You're just doing what you want to do. So what do you expect? You're operating in your own strength. But you're, you're blaming me because it's not working. And so, you know, I started to realize, okay, well, I didn't even pray when I got up this morning. What was the last time that I read, you know, so I'm kind of running on E and still thinking that things are going to work. And so I noticed on the days when I'm in my right mind and I get up and pray first and I actually read first, I take that time before I try to tackle anything else of the day. It can be a day when I haven't necessarily planned everything that I'm going to teach the girls. It can be a day where I didn't write my list the night before, but things go smoothly and things get done and I'll sit there and listen to my girls talking and it's like, oh, okay, well, you know, see, look, you already understand this. We can kind of move on. It's like, I realize I'm not the one in control. And I really love that about homeschooling too, because we're not just being the teacher to talk at our children and just shove information in them, but we're just facilitating. They're They're living their life and we're just guiding them along their own journey and letting them explore and be exposed to different things so it's like i don't have to force this thing to happen they're children they're going to learn they're going to grow that's just a natural part of life but what i expose them to what i introduce them to or what i uh i protect them from that will affect that growth and development i don't have to be in control of everything god's got it under control already
0: (laughs) you just said so much (laughs) You just said so much just now. That was a hard lesson for me to learn, especially in the beginning. There was so much fear and anxiety um, with our oldest daughter. I felt like I was ruining her life. Like I just felt like, "Oh my gosh, I'm the worst mom in the world. I'm terrible at this." Now I have to homeschool. Oh no, what's going to happen? Like I just felt <laughs> I felt so doomed. And when the other children came along, I realized I messed up because that control, I was i was trying to change some of who she was. And I didn't know that's what I was doing. Like, do it this way, do it that way. But when the other children came, I was like, wait a second, you want to keep some of that character there because that's a part of them. And it's not necessarily a negative thing. That's them, let them mature in that. And that was so hard for me to learn that lesson. And then when you mentioned, did you pray? Did you read? Because I'm looking around and I'm blaming other people for the chaos. But I realized I'm the one that was not right when I woke up. So so I have to, you know, repent and just ask the Lord to help me um, with that. And then as he gives me the grace, I can extend that with them. And I love how you said on those days, it's just like it's smooth. It doesn't have to be perfect. We probably need to change that word, but somehow it works out. Yeah. We need to drop perfection and just focus on the result. Did it, did it work out? Did y'all laugh today? Did y'all learn today? You know, were you able to solve a problem? (laughs) Um, oh, my gosh, that was beautiful, Corinne. Can you talk to us a little bit about uh, what does ho- what is
1: homeschooling to you? So homeschooling to me is providing a tailor-made education for each of your children. When I think of public school, in which I've, I've taught in public school for a while, um, or actually it was private school, but in any school setting, there are just set standards of what your child is supposed to learn at that particular age. And one thing that I realized when I moved from being at a brick and mortar school and becoming a homeschool parent, when you think about these different standards is that the standards are different from state to state. So if you live in Maryland, it's going to be completely different the state standards if you're in New Mexico or something, those states are completely different. And so even it kind of makes you think about as far as what we're supposed to be doing with our children at home there is no rule of what they're supposed to learn at a certain age that's there's only standards there because there are so many children who are in a classroom and they have to find some kind of way to measure whether the teacher is doing their job so there's certain standards that are set for an age group they decide at six years old this is what you're supposed to learn even though we know that nobody learns at the exact same rate that everyone else does. So for me, homeschooling is getting out of that mindset, this one size fits all education that comes from your state and really focusing on your child's individual needs. And that took a while for me to understand too, because I was used to what it's like in a classroom, that you do have those standards and you're trying to get all of your students to meet those standards. And so for a while, I tried to do school at home. And when the girls were really small, it kind of worked. But then the more that they grew and developed and had their own different personalities and their own strengths, I realized that they, they're they not necessarily going to do everything exactly the same because they learn differently. And really, we're even supposed to be doing that in a classroom, but it's harder because there's more students. But I noticed that there's ways that my oldest daughter learns that's completely different than the other two. And so... Even when it comes to what I'm teaching them, there's some things that they all learn together. There's some things that they learn um, at different levels. And then there's things that they're not even learning at the same time. Where my uh, my oldest, she might just decide, well, I want to learn how to sew. Well, I don't know how, but some way she's going to start learning to sew. My other two aren't necessarily. <laughs> really interested in that right now but you know whatever they're interested in that's what we learn about and then all of those other things that are crucial for everyone like reading writing and arithmetic we can tie those different things into their interests and they can learn at their own level but it's really about just meeting them where they are and avoiding a lot of the unnecessary distractions that you may have in a traditional school setting where we don't have to worry about bullying unless it's just you know your sister's being mean that day, <laughs> but mom's there to straighten that out, you know, but, um, but yeah, there's not any of those distractions. I don't worry about my girls, you know, growing up too fast or anything right. like that. A lot of things they're not exposed to, you know, I was telling my husband, I said, I don't know. I don't know if it's good or not how, you know, we've, um, we've protected them or shielded them from some things. I know it's good, but it's like, it's to the point that my girls wouldn't know a bad word if they heard it because they don't, they just haven't been exposed. They think that, um, you know, when you just say things like heck, then they're like, Oh, you shouldn't say that. And it's like, that's not okay. It doesn't sound ladylike, I guess, but that's not really a bad word, but they don't know the difference because they've just not been exposed to a lot of unnecessary things. So um, I don't know. I just love the fact that, our morals and our values can be instilled in them here at home where they can get a strong foundation of what's right and what's wrong and what we believe and who they are before they have to be bombarded by the world with a whole bunch of things that can be confusing to them and where they can just be children. They can learn what they need to learn and still just be children and they don't feel like they have to just go out there into the world and let the world just have their way with them at such a young age. Yes, yes,
0: I agree with all of that. <laughs> my children, they really don't know anything, you know, as the bad stuff. They don't know the bad stuff. Um and my oldest daughter was just saying, "You know, the other kids think I don't know what's going on. Like they just keep accusing me like I'm not here." <laughs> and I was like, "That's because we are raising y'all differently. Like, you know, some of the other children don't have what you guys are getting here. And you may feel like you're missing out, but you're not missing out. They can hold decent conversations. You know, let's just start with that. Do you want to, you know, have to curse the whole time? And it's like, no, nobody's interested. Or just talking about boys all the time. You want to do something else with your life. And that's what I try to uh, teach them because my uh, my definition of homeschooling is life learning. And I like to tell people that all the time. It's just learning life and together. I think that's a benefit, a reward. It's almost a privilege, too, of homeschooling your children. You're just learning life together. I'm growing. They're growing. We're all in this thing together. <laughs> and. Um, I love how you mentioned it's not a one size fits all, like anybody can learn anything. And so I want to get my children exposed to almost everything. That's how I like to start off, you know, and then figure out, well, what do you really want to go deeper into? And then let's do that. Uh, But I think, yeah, I think now is a great time to introduce everybody to whatever they want to do in life. So. I, I just love you, Corinne. I love your family. The girls are doing just a wonderful job. You're doing a wonderful job. Oh, it's just so sweet. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> thankful that we met. Um, We have time for a few more questions. One thing I did want to ask you as you were talking, uh, if we don't, if we're trying to school at home, then what do you recommend us to do as far as homeschooling? Is it really about the textbooks? Should we, do we have to stay on time every single day, do math at this time, you know, reading at this time? Like, what would you suggest us to do in our
1: homeschool? As far as, no, as far as textbooks and all that, no, it just depends on, <laughs> it depends on your children and it depends on your family. So like I said, because I had experience teaching, that was almost like, um, I guess, like a detriment for me in the beginning, because I came into this trying to replicate what I've already done in a classroom, and it doesn't work. For some reason, it doesn't work. There's very few children who want to have that traditional school experience at home. There's something about being at home where you do feel comfortable, you do feel relaxed, and having just this really structured, rigorous situation, it doesn't work at home. And a lot of people would say, you know, that would be a negative of homeschooling your children, that they wouldn't learn how to be in a structured environment. That's not the case, because we go to church, and my girls, they go to their Sunday school class, and they know, okay, this is a class, there's other students, I need to raise my hand, I need to take turns, I need to ask to go to the restroom, they know how to conduct themselves. But at home, it's just like, I'm not, I'm not about to do this raising my hand or doing all this at home. So for me, I noticed the more that I got away from the traditional stuff, the more my girls thrived, especially because they love hands-on activities. So just reading a textbook and doing a worksheet, they don't enjoy that. And so there were some times where I was really trying to push it because it's like, hey, this curriculum costs a lot of money. (laughs) can you please just do the curriculum because mommy already paid for it, please. But I'm learning to buy less stuff. And that's, that's the beauty too. It's like you save money when you don't go that route. You realize that you can get a lot done with a dry erase board and a marker. You can get a lot done with just items that you can find in the kitchen or just random things that you find around the house. And if there's just something you really like, you can get those things if they really are meaningful. But No, I don't, I don't think that the textbook and all of that really works. I think what works best for us, sometimes I will look up um, different curricula and just see what their scope and sequence is. And then from there, I'll decide what I want our family standards to be. what, What do we want to accomplish for the year? But for the most part, I will, I will buy some supplemental worksheets just for if there's a day that we don't do any activities, but I still want them to practice certain skills. And I get very few of them now because I know I'm not going to go through the whole stack of worksheets. They're going to show me what they've learned by doing something hands-on. And I like actually getting just books from the library. There's so many things that you can learn. It's for free, these books are for free. And my children seem to pay attention better because you're reading a story. You sit there and read the story to them. And then after you've read it, they all want to fight over, oh, I want to read the book. I want to read the book. And so they're learning the information more organically rather than, here's a textbook with all of this information. And we have to, you have to make sure that you know this. No, we we get a... Like right now, the girls are learning about simple machines because my, my oldest says she wants to learn about machines and engines. And here I am. My with my English degree. And I'm like, you want to learn about what? You don't want to learn about poetry or something. But uh, so I said, here's where we'll start. We'll start with simple machines and we'll work our way up to something more technical. So I went to the library, we got some books. And so the girls enjoyed me reading to them. They read the books and then I just printed off worksheets that I needed where they could, you know, cut things out and match the picture to the correct label and things like that. So they're learning the information, but it's not this long, drawn-out process that they don't enjoy. We, they love doing something that's hands-on, uh, even when it comes to things like math. When it seems like just trying to do a worksheet is getting boring, was like, okay, why do you need a worksheet to count money when we can just use money? You know, <laughs> use the real thing. If you're learning how to use this, well, then we'll use that then instead of using it on a worksheet, especially for my my second born. That was really confusing to her. I noticed. She was sitting there and the worksheet, she's supposed to count the money and she was struggling doing it that way. And so instead I was like, well, let me see how she does if I actually get the money and have her count it. And she knew how to count the money. It's just that she couldn't do it on a worksheet. And I was like, well, the worksheet is a waste because when are you in life going to just sit there and just count money in its fake pictures, you know, instead you will become the real money, you know. So I, I, don't, I don't like to do things the traditional. really, to me, it started to feel like doing traditional schooling at home, it started to seem like me being lazy, really, where it's like, okay, all the information is already here. Here's a worksheet and fill it out. You read this and then fill this out. And then that's it. To me, it felt like it, it does take a little more out of me to just see what the girls are interested in, to go gather all the resources and find creative ways to do it. But the lessons are so much easier. The girls are more interested. The day goes smoother. There's no, you know, pouting or crying or tantrums because they don't want to do it. They're having fun. We're all having fun. And it just seems like, oh, well, time just went by fast, you know. And the girls really remember what they've learned because they have a connection to having a good time while they're doing it.
0: That is so good. So can you just help us out one more time? We don't have to be
1: experts in order to learn something. Absolutely not. Oh, my goodness, especially um, I saw I saw a comment where it's talking about my, my daughter being a future scientist. All three of my girls are science minded. I love English. okay, and all of my girls are science minded and that's what they want to learn about. So that's requiring me to learn. I have to sit here. I remember it's funny because there's things that I avoided as a child because I didn't, I wasn't interested. And now I'm having to learn it and teach it to my girls because they're interested. I know um, there's a story where my um, when I was in middle school, we were supposed to have a bug collection. We we're supposed to catch bugs and we we're supposed to freeze them and have like stick the little pins in them and label them. I was doing well enough in science class that I decided that I was just going to not do the project, get a zero and still pass the class. OK, so I avoided that. So I just happened to tell my oldest daughter that and she was like, can we do that? Can I do a butt collection? I was like, no, no. no. <laughs> so but I'm having to do things that I that are outside of my comfort zone. That may not be an interest of mine or that I may not have the knowledge about, but I'm learning it alongside them, especially when it comes to things like black history that are very important. I didn't get a lot of black history education growing up, um, but my girls, they know a lot more than what I did all the way up until I started homeschooling them. Actually, I'm learning with them. And so you do not have to be an expert expert. You know, I I try to let people know, even though I have a teaching background, that does not mean that makes me more suited for homeschooling. Really, I had to take a step back and kind of, you know, we talk about this phrase de-schooling. My girls didn't need to be de-schooled because they've never been in a school setting, but I needed to be de-schooled because I was programmed from all of my education and from me being a classroom teacher. So really when I started to notice I was having some issues with homeschooling, it was because I was stuck in that same routine. So if you're not a teacher, you don't have a teaching background, that's almost a good thing. (laughs) That's a good thing because you're, you're focused on just learning what you need to learn well enough to teach it to your children or to learn with them. And that's the beautiful thing too, is that your children grow up learning that you're not perfect. They grow up knowing that you're human and they get to see what it looks like to be a lifelong learner. I think the problem is that we think, okay, I have to get through kindergarten, through 12th grade. And then if there's a certain career I want to have, then I have to get some you know, some extra education, go to college or something. But for the most part, the only purpose of learning anything is just to get a career one day. But no, we're supposed to be learning our entire lives. Our whole lives, we're supposed to be learning and growing and developing. And when our children see that they come to us and ask a question and you say, well, I don't know. Let's go research it. Let's go to the library and find something or let's go on Google or let's look something up. Then they get used to saying, "Okay, learning isn't something that just happens right now. It's important to learn even when I'm an adult, too.
0: Wow, you hit the nail on the head. Thank you so much. I want to open the floor up to um, Q&A. If there's anybody watching that have some questions while we're on here, go ahead and put your questions in the comments. Oh, Corrid, this was just a beautiful, absolute, just amazing interview. Thank you so much for being um, a guest. I'm going to give them a few minutes to write their comments and the questions. or um, write well, their, yeah, write their questions in the comments. Before we move on, but uh, thank you so
1: much for coming on here. <laughs> it's my pleasure. Like I said earlier, this was this was long overdue. <laughs> this was long overdue. I've enjoyed this. I really have. Good. It was
0: it was great. I'm gonna have to listen to it again because you were just dropping so many nuggets. <laughs> oh, and you talked about that deschooling yourself. That's what I'm. I'm still trying to. <laughs> De school myself. Oh my goodness. I don't see any questions coming through. So, um, the last thing i do if you can give us some final words so we can go on in encouragement today, what would be your final
1: statements? I think my final statement would be. Life is hard, parenting is hard, anything worth doing in general is hard. So when homeschooling seems like it's hard, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't be doing it. It just means you have to choose your heart. Whether you send your children to public school or whether you choose to homeschool them, it's going to be hard. There's going to be some obstacles that you face. So just choose your heart. Which hard are you comfortable with? The hard that your children will get uh, an individualized education, a hard that provides your children with emotional security, more family time. Which hard would you prefer to go through so that your children get the best education possible? That
0: was beautiful. Oh, my gosh! I literally was just telling my children today. Everything has a price to pay. And I was talking about specifically homeschooling with the books. Do I want new stuff or used stuff? Because both of them cost something. And, oh, you just hit it right on the money. Choose your heart. Everything has a price. Oh, thank you so much. Where can we find you at? Can you give us
1: the information, please? Well, for my business, you can find my website at CorinneJohnson.com. Um, you can view some videos with some homeschool tips at my channel on Homeschool and Chill here on YouTube. Um, also, I have my Instagram page, my business Instagram page, which is Corinne Johnson LLC. And I'm also on TikTok under the same name, Corinne Johnson LLC. Thank you so
0: much uh we have to do this again. <laughs> it was amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you all for watching um, this episode. Stay beautiful. Be wise. Be all that God created you to be. And I'll see you in my next. Thank you, Corinne. I'll be catching up with you after. <laughs> Bye. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> You're so welcome.